0: So, um, rabbi, masachas, hey, today's DAF discusses believing claims when people say that they pass all the safe for Tyra. Then we learn about a Choresh's Katana and her ability to accept the get me raisa a Choresh's not-eating truma, the halacha of someone who steals a board, other ta'konos that the made, about a stolen carbon, someone steals something and then is max to ship before cutting it up. We learn about buying from bandits and the and, and, and that's that such people are stealing fields. We begin with a story that someone came to Ba'am and he said, you know, I wrote that safer Torah a long time ago. I didn't write the shemus of Hashem in there, the Shem, So if that's true, it's Bustle. So Bami said, who has that Sefer Torah now? He says, well, the buyer has it. He says, you know what? I'm going to trust you that you sold him a bad Sefer Torah. So he, you, he, you have to give him his money back. But I don't trust you to pass all the Sefer Torah. So if you hear me, I said, why should he lose the money for the sefer Torah? He should just lose the money for the puzzle shemas of Hashem. That's all that he messed up. So said, "Yeah, but a sefer Torah that has no valid shemas of Hashem isn't is worthless. I want to just go over it with the quill and rewrite it with the sh- with the kavana for the shame." Yalamai, he's not going like Rabbi Yehuda, because the Mishnah says that if someone is trying to write the word Yehuda and accidentally leaves out the vav, uh, the dalit, and writes a yud hevav and nah, a hey, Rabbi Yehuda says you could just write over it with kavana, or the Chachamim say that you can't do that. It sounds like a raya against Rabbi Yehuda, because over here they weren't able to be matched with the entire Sefer Torah by just going over the Shemus of Hashem that were written incorrectly. But the Gemara says it's not necessarily a raya, because even Rabbi Yehuda, who says that you can, he wouldn't allow you to go over an entire Sefer Torah full of shemas of Hashem that were written in the because then the whole Sefer is going to end up looking spotted after all the erasing and rewriting. Or different handwritings, fresher ink. Next, we have a story of someone came to Rabbi Avohu, and he said, "I wrote a sefer Torah for that guy, but the paper I didn't make lishma. It wasn't the paper was not processed lishem a sefer Torah." So Rabbi Avohu said, "Well, that's a big problem. Who has the sefer Torah now?" He says, "The buyer has it." He says, "Great. Just like I trust you that you sold him an, an invalid sefer Torah, I'll also trust you that the sefer Torah is possible." Why? Why is this any different than Rabbi Ami's case, where he messed up the shame of Hashem, where he said that the sefer Torah was still kosher? Over there, it could be he made a mistake. Or rather, maybe he was trying to make trouble. And he was lying about the shame of Hashem. He really wrote a perfectly conscious Torah. But over here, if this guy messed up on the cloth, he's losing all his money. The first guy thought he would just lose out on the value of the shame of Hashem. But over here, that the parchment itself was puzzle. That he wouldn't admit to unless it was true. That's a big risk to admit. In the next mystery, we learned that uh, Gemara from Idias Mr. Famidius Ben Gudgada, continuing in our theme of Takonas he said that a Chereshas, a deaf mute Ketana, whose father marries her off, Midoy Raisa, when she becomes a Gudela, she goes out using a get. She's able to be Makaval that get. He also said that a Ketana, Bas Yisrael who marries a Koyen, so that marriage is only Midir and she's a katano. She's allowed to eat the Gemara is going to explain. But if her husband dies, she inherits him. He also taught that if someone steals a board, a piece of wood, and then builds it into his house, he doesn't have to pay back, the, dismantle the house and pull out the board. He's able to pay back just the value of that board that he stole because of Tekonah's hashavim. We want people to return things that they stole. If it's going to be such a hassle, they might, they might not be able to overcome that Yitzhahara. He won't be able to do chuva. We also learned that if someone steals a chatos and brings it as a carbon, as long as the public doesn't know about it, that carbon is still a kapara for him. He doesn't need to bring another one. Because of ta'konas ha The Gemara is going to explain that as well. The Gemara Rovo tells us that Rebiyoichinon ben Gudgados Edos teaches us that we can tell Edom. A husband can tell his Edom before giving his... Why his katana wife, who is a is a get, he could say, you see this get? I'm going to go give this to my wife, the katana. And then he could give it to her telling her that he's giving her a star choyv, a contractual a monetary document. And that divorce would still be effective, even though she thinks she's getting a star. Because <laughs> the good gido says that, she, that we don't need her das. So, so t- she doesn't need to know that she's receiving a get. We shouldn't have talked about what happens if he didn't tell them first. The Gemara asks, "Okay, wouldn't that be possible if we don't need her das? We don't need her das. Oh, I might have thought," explains the Gemara, "that once he he told her that I'm giving her that, that he's giving her a starchoy, if he was actually mevatil, al- the get, kamash was we're not worried, and the get that he gave her is still divorcing. If he was going to be mevatil, that he would have told the edim. The only reason why he didn't tell tell her straight to her face that it's not a get is because it's embarrassing. It's a sensitive." Situation. So instead, he chose to tell her that it's a Baal-Khoyf. Ashtar and since she's a Choreshess, doesn't have Das. She doesn't need to have Das, that it's a Get. Now, Mishnah also said that if a Katana Bas Yisrael marries a koyan, she's allowed to eat chuma Mashma, that a Choreshess is not allowed to eat chuma. right? The first case, she wasn't allowed to eat chuma. why not? The Gemara explains, it's a Gezerah, that a Choresh might marry a Choreshess. And there she wouldn't be allowed to eat Why not? Asks the Gemara, why is it any different? Then letting a cotton eat Nevela, where, where we wouldn't stop a coton, if he's not Barachinuch, from eating Nevela. No, because it could be a, a worse problem, that, that maybe a cherish will marry a pikachas, and there it's absolutely all for her to be eating truma. So, gezerah, to that, even a cherish eat, marrying a harashas, we don't allow. Why not let them eat truma, a abonon? No, because they, that's also a gezerah that they might come to eat truma, do and we said that a stolen board does need to be returned if it was already built into a house. And Gemara tells us that if someone builds it into his home, it's actually a machleik. As says, he does have to demolish the home and return it. But Hillel is the one that says that that's not necessary. You just pay the value of the board because of tekonas konasah The next step in the Mishnah was if someone steals a carbon chatos, that carbon is still machaber. And Ula tells us, he argues with every Yehuda. The first is Ula. He says that min ha-toira, whether people know about it or not, that this stolen kar is mechaper. Why? I'm sorry, it's not mechaper. Ula holds it's not mechaper because just because the guy who you stole it from was meyayesh, that doesn't make it this person's. Aye, so why do the rabbanan say that if people don't know it will be mechaper? That's so that the kahana won't be sad that they're worried that they're busy bringing stolen stuff that isn't real karbonas. They don't want to be doing that. They don't want to be eating from those carbonas. The Rabanan say, hold on, Ula. The, 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 the mission didn't say that... It works because the animal will be sad. They say it works so because of Tikkun Hamas Beach. He says, Yeah. If the kahanim are sad, then they're not going to be working on them as beach. Every The entire factory is going to come to a halt. Review Yehuda disagrees. He says that Menah whether people know or not, this chattos, the stolen chattos, is Mechaper. Why? Because just the, the Yish of the owner of this animal is enough. Aye. So, why, if people know, is it not Mechaper? Because we know people saying that Mazbeach that is eating stolen but me the rice. it is still even if people know. So the Gemara says, okay, according to Ullo says that that maker then it's not mechaber. That's why the posuk, that the Mishnah specified a carbon chatos. But according to Behuda, who cares if it's a chatos? And Ulo also would be mechaber. So the Gemara says, yeah, the Mishnah is saying boy. Not only would an, a carbon oil be mechaber, but even a chatos. Where only the Khelev the and the dam are going on the Mizbeach. The rest of the Kehanim are eating. Over there, their abundance still made a Gezerah that it should not be Mechaper, so that people shouldn't say that the Mizbeach is eating from stolen property. Next, the Gemara brings a Mishnah that says that if a Chatos was stolen, if people don't know, it's Mechaper because of Tikkun That's our Mishnah. And that works according to Ullah, but according to Yehuda. It should have said exactly the opposite. Because that's the Ikra din. The Ikra didn't works. Of course that's mechaper. The Chiddush is that it's not mechaper if people don't know. If people do know. So the Gemara explains like this. There's a Chusur Mechser in the middle. If people don't know that this is stolen, then it's mechaper. If people do know, then it's not mechaper because of Tikkun HaMizbech. We don't want people saying that the Mizbech is eating from fever. Now Rova asks... We learned that if someone steals an animal, then he's maktashit. And after being maktashit, he cuts it up or he sells it. He's, he has to pay kefel, but he doesn't have to pay the normal four and five times the value because of o You only pay o if you cut it up or sold it immediately after stealing it. But since he was maktashit in the middle, he doesn't have to pay four and five. Only kefel. And on that, the brysa says... That if he were to shek this animal outside the Azar, he would get kares. Hang on. If you're saying that the yish of the original owner is enough to make it property of the, the thief, or rather, if, if the yish is not enough, so it's still property of the person we stole it from, why is he getting kares? It's not his. So if Shizbi answers, we give him kares midir abono. So the abono started uh, laughing. Since when is there kares midir abono? And Rava said, hold on, guys. If Shizbi is saying something, there's clearly content to it. Don't laugh about it. It doesn't mean that, that their abonun are giving him khariz. Khariz is is, is is in Shemayim. But the khariz k- comes onto this person because of their abon. They cause him to get khariz. Because their abonun take it from the rishus of the owner. Because it's true, he was only a that doesn't put it into the ghanav's ga- the property. But their abonun put it in the ghanav's property. And that makes him get khariz for shechting outside. And their abonun, bezdin hefker... Hevker, than Hevker, they are able to move things from one property to the next. And that will cause this person to get courage. Rava says he was always asking that when they're put this animal into the Ghanav's prop, is that from the second that he steals it? Or from the moment that he's makdish it, after the theft? The nafkamina would be, does he get to keep shearings or if the animal gives birth before he's makdish? And Ravva says it's mustaver that they put it into his property from the second that he's makdashet, not from when he steals it, because we don't want him gaining from his averis. So the shearings and everything born before his makdashet belong to the original owner, who was only miyayish. In the next mission we learn that there's something called the Sik Rikon. These are these bandits that come around and steal people's property. So the halachas, the special halachas that apply when these bandits come in, they don't apply in Yehuda when Titus came in and was waging war in Yerushalayim and in Yehuda, then we did have halachas of these special bandits. What are these halachas? So the Gemara the Mishnah tells us, if someone buys something from the bandits who had stolen it, and then he buys it again from the original owner, right? So the bandits steal it from Shimon, from Ruvain, Shimon buys it from the bandits and then buys it again from the original owner, Ruvain. The mission says that's not a valid sale. But if he first bought it from Ruvain and then he rebuys it from the bandits... That Ruvain's on board with, that's a valid sale. If someone buys, if Shimon buys Ruvain's property, but this property belongs to his wife's k'suba, so essentially he's buying Sh- Sh- Mrs. Ruvain's property from Ruvain, and then he goes ahead and buys it from his wife to take it from her k'suba. that's not a valid meccach. We assume that she's just selling it because her husband had already sold it. It's not believed Shalom. She doesn't really want to be selling her k'suba. But if she first bought it from Mrs. Ruvain, and then rebuys it from Ruvain himself, that's a valid sale. That was the original mission. The Besuch learned that They say that if someone buys from the bandits, Shimon buys a property from the bandits, who had stolen it from Ruvain, he has to give Ruvain a quarter of this property's value, a quarter of the sale. But that's only when Ruvain did not have the ability to take it back from the bandits. But if he did, then anybody could buy it from the bandits. If Ruvain's not doing it, anyone can. Rebbe sat down with the Besden and they decided that if this property, Ruvain's property, was sitting with the bandits for 12 months, then anybody who wants can buy it from the bandits and pay Ruvain a quarter. Thank you for learning with me. Have a wonderful day.